and welcome back to the Kicking It Podcast. I'm Alex Bowman, joined now and always and forever by AJ Wooden. AJ, welcome to the show. You're now at the show. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it feels good to have a, a staple place in this podcast. Rico kind of going off his coattails now, oh, but now that he's still kicking it, it's a pretty funny thing to mention nowadays after I know, right? doing some bills and then going to AAF. It's all good. Now he's back in the XFL. But yeah, um, you got called up to the show. We took you out of AAA. Um, we've been listening to your hot takes for six plus years now. So uh, time to get it on record and out to the world. So uh, a little rundown what's going to happen. Um, AJ and I will be leading the show. We will be bringing people in pretty regularly. We haven't decided that yet. But uh, Rico will be making appearances actually this episode. So he's not completely gone. Um, we're going to be talking sports. AJ is going to be making his uh, best bets. Um, we're going to be talking XFL right now, maybe a little NBA, uh, maybe the, how the Astros are the biggest cheaters in the world, and maybe a little business too. So a little bit of everything in this podcast, hopefully once a week. But stick around. We'll be right back after this nice new no, intro. Already. intro song. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. So, AJ, uh, XFL kicked off last weekend. On a scale of 1 to X, how successful was the league? Oh, you know what? I got to give it an 8.4. Here's my reason. I absolutely love how somebody can fumble the ball and then instantly we're interviewing. So what do you think happened? Well, actually, I just got (laughs) knocked out as could be. Did you see the injury where the guy broke his leg? Uh, Yeah, on the sideline on Sunday, right? (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) It was so bad. Um, Pat McAfee's trying to talk to the dude. (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing. Is like, how do you feel about breaking your leg? Well, well, Pat, freaking sucks. (laughs) Um, My favorite part of this weekend was Houston's quarterback and Cardale Jones. Dude, PJ. Watch them the rest of the season. PJ Walker's a baller for Houston. I I got that guy can flat out just ball. I like him. I was he might be my favorite player in the league, except. Yeah, actually, I like him more than Rico. Uh, so I got a question for you. Do you think Cardale Jones, he was on the Chargers, correct? He was on the Bills for a little bit. Um, I think he backed up who you, I think he backed up Tyrod Taylor for a time. Or he, Yeah, yeah, he did. All I'm saying, after watching him last week, besides the obvious blatant fumbles that he would randomly just drop the ball, he's going to be back in the league. Cardale Jones is back. I mean, he's he's more back in the league than Antonio Brown. That's how back he is. He has to be. I mean, like, people talk about A.B. and Kaepernick coming back. Cardale Jones has a better chance to come back in the fall than any any one of those guys. I mean, if you're an NFL team, if he puts up decent numbers this season, if what we saw last Saturday is a little flash in the pan of what is to come from him and and the D.C. defenders and Pep Hamilton, who I think is probably one of the better offensive coaches in the league, um, if if he can stay consistent – and I'm like, and I'm the Bengals. I don't care if you draft Joe Burrow. Sign Cardell Jones. Let's see some competition. Let's have some Ohio State boys in there. Drum some ticket sales. Have a good time. Can you imagine Cardell Jones and Joe Burrow in training camp together? Doesn't that sound amazing? It'll, it'll never be a thing, though, because the Bengals 
are going to draft Tua. I'm putting that out there. That's my hot take. I actually sprinkled a little bit of money on it. Oh, my God. I think the Bengals will change direction, go to Tua. Don't get me wrong. No way. Love Joe Burrow with all my heart. Phenomenal season. I think they're going Tua. There's no thing. There's no way. Oh, there's no way they go to her. I just don't see it. But um, I guess we got a couple months here to see what happens draft-wise. But overall, XFL, um, you said 8.4. You know, I think the St. Louis quarterback, Jordan Tamu, he's pretty good too. I think if we get some kinks out of the offenses, see some guys play together a little bit more, I think we're in for a little treat. I I mean, who doesn't want to watch football until April? I mean, I'm the next biggest March Madness guy as anyone anyone else, but come on. Like I can watch football until April. That just sounds amazing. And that that's where it'll get interesting is the second people start getting sports back into their life. Don't get me wrong. NBA basketball around this time of year is very boring. Baseball starting to kick off. Hockey, you got the scandals hockey's with the Astros. Dull. Don't get me started on the Astros. Hockey hockey's in, hockey's back. Um I think the biggest thing with this league is gonna sustain through the March Madness era, because I mean, who doesn't tune into March? And then also, I got to see, I never saw this whole weekend a double forward pass. That's a rule they can do, correct? Yeah, they can do double forward pass as long as it's behind the line of scrimmage. Um, yeah, I think, some, I think some of the offensive guys are kind of scared to, to do anything yet. But I'm pretty sure we'll see it at one point this season. I'd put money on it if I, if I was that type of person, but I'm not. Um, so, um, so I'm going, curious. What? Teams going for one, can they be banned? Because that is the most boring type of thing to watch. Uh, might as well have, yeah, but then we'll put Rico back there real quick. Have him but then we get, but then we, but then we get excited. Then we get funky score lines when teams don't make the one point conversion, and that's what makes it interesting. Is you just don't get a guaranteed thing. It's it's at least um, I've seen a, quite a few one point convert one point conversions and attempts not go in this last week. So I don't know. Uh, week two storylines: Can they sustain TV success? Um, Will gamblers keep falling the way they did opening weekend? And can this league just continue to grow on itself? Um, I myself will be in attendance, CenturyLink Field, Saturday, 2 p.m. I want to say it's on Fox. Tampa Bay Vipers come to Seattle. Come play my hometown Dragons, big Dragons guy. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited for I mean, that being one. a fan, too. I'm a day, day one. I'm a day one fan. No one can take that away from me. So, I'm not a poser. But, um, all right, moving on. Mike, what was that? Real quick. Another week two line to watch. Will Aaron Murray still stink? I mean, I've never oh. seen a guy be benched four different times, whether it's NFL preseason, AAF, and last week he was atrocious. He was 16 of 34, 47 percent, 231 yards, two interceptions, with the lowest QB rating in the league of 45.1. Oh, that's he just stinks. Gross. I mean, they put Quentin Flowers in, who is for, who played uh, South Florida, I, I believe, and then he but he's listed as a running back. They put him at quarterback. So, I don't know. I will, uh, I'll let you know how that goes Saturday, if Aaron Murray plays or not. But I like the Vipers to snag the win. Not the Vipers. Oh, excuse me. The Dragons to snag the win. We're at home. Come on. Uh, AJ, best bets, XFL. Then we move on to something else. My guaranteed best bet is oh. a line with the Vipers versus the Dragons. It has the line set up over under of 44 points. I mean, Brandon Silvers threw two picks last week. Clean up the turnovers. Aaron Murray maybe has a chance of throwing a football normally for once. Eh. I think it hits over and it hits goes to around fifty plus. It's supposed to rain on Saturday in Seattle. FYI, just putting that out there. Rain never killed anybody. Okay, all right, AJ. That's AJ's lock of the week in the XFL. 
is uh, the over, 44.5. Lock it in now. Um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. All right, we mentioned baseball. We'll touch on this real quick. Um, baseball still finds a way to be relevant. Uh, big baseball guy myself, big-time Mariners guy. Sadly, I wish I wasn't. But uh, I know you probably, you're probably you not a big baseball guy, but you've probably seen what's going on. What's your thoughts on the Astros, A, cheating, B, getting caught, and then see their sorry-ass apology that now seems to maybe make them in more trouble now. The funny thing about it is they basically go, yeah, you caught us. Yeah, we still won the championship, and guess what? We don't give two shits what you think about it. Um, either way, we were winning those games, buzzer or not. I mean, just imagine being inside a defensive coordinator's headset if you're an offensive coach and knowing every single coverage you're going to see. I mean, I think I could maybe get a whack probably pop it up to midfield but if i knew the pitch was coming get a little buzz on my left hit and swing away yeah um i i i think it's just dirty um and then you know i thought it kind of maybe was going to go away whatever not quite sure what was going to happen but then the whole they basically their sorry ass apology today basically like yeah we're still good doesn't really matter i don't know i'm over it i really hope they actually if i if i had to choose i think they should take the title away from them but that's me I'm also a big anti-Houston Astros guy um, because they're my division. So we'll see what happens with that. Baseball needs to do something to make sure that stuff like that does not continue to happen. Um, any other thoughts? Still on the ass, like, are we in DEFCON 1 in, in terms of damage control for their PR department? Oh, my God. I mean, God. just thinking of a PR department as a whole, I just know being a former collegiate football player of things you should say and shouldn't say. But whoever's telling these guys what to say or advising them what to say, it's DEFCON 1. Like, like we're, we're past the point. It's not great. I mean, if you're their PR people, you're their media relations people, you have to just be hating your life because this is a chore right now, an absolute chore. Um, any NBA thoughts? Um, I'm really concerned being a lifelong Blazers fan of how we're going to perform without Dame. I think this is finally the real test because of this grind injury. If he can't come back right after All-Star Weekend, of CJ McCollum to prove that he can win those one-on-ones because this season, watching CJ, just the one-on-ones, I mean, he's been outshined by Dame. And here again, we're talking about probably the future MVP of this league. I'm putting another hot take out there. Um, if Dame keeps up the pace he's been playing at, it's unreal. And another quick take on the NBA is watching John Morant last night play the Blazers was one of the most phenomenal pieces of art I've ever seen. That kid is going to be a future Hall of Famer. You know, I mean, I haven't been following the NBA too close this year. I'm not really a big basketball guy, but that's all right. Um, one thing I will say, though, is Dame robbed of, was a January player of the month? Um, yep. Now out of the All-Star game because of this injury, which sucks, because the guy just continues to just find ways to – like always get snubbed and get dogged just nonstop. I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of impressive that it happens this much. Um, real quick, I think th- everyone is talking about the Lakers. Everyone's on the Lakers, the Lakers, the Lakers. Watch out for the Clippers, um, Doc Rivers, Kawhi. Um, I think that team is probably the best team in the NBA. Um, Houston. Oh, no, I was going to say Houston. Miami Heat. Um, sneaky pick. To win the East, if that's something you want to make a little uh, thought about, think about uh, teams that might, outside of the Celtics, the Sixers, and the Bucks and the Raptors, think about the Heat. Decent roster, playing pretty well. Coach has been there, done that. 
organization has some history. So there's some thoughts. Uh, slam dunk contest coming up. Um, who's going to win it? Pat Connaughton, hands down. People don't realize that this white boy can absolutely fly. This man went in Portland just watching pregame one-ups. Former Notre Dame guy. Has a freaking hose for an arm. Seen him throw football about 70 yards in the air like it's no issue. This man can absolutely fly. And if you want to sprinkle, back to another little bit of gambling advice, sprinkle a little bit of lunch money on Pat Connaughton to win it, I highly recommend doing so. Mm, mm, I like that. For all you who's got, your winner? Who, who's your who's your winner? I don't know. I mean, I can't argue with Pat Connaughton. I just I just want to see just some random looking white guy get up there and just throw it down. I mean, I again, I've been paying enough attention to who's in it. Um, is Aaron Gordon in it this year? Who's in it? No, but Aaron Baines should be. Who's who's in this? AJ, give me just tell me who's in it, and I'll make my pick right now. The NBA dunk contest this year. It, it's kind of a weird year because I thought we were going to have the rematch between. Um, Zach Levine, Aaron Gordon. Um, I believe Dwight Howard's in it this year. Oh. As I'm looking for it. Let's see. Dunk contest. I mean, for my Rising Stars pick, I got to go with Ja Morant. Can't argue it. The dude's um, going to win an NBA Rookie of the Year. Sorry, sorry, Zion. You can't do enough. Ja Morant's real and should win Rookie of the Year. There's my hot take. Moving on. So kind of the favorites for the dunk contest, seeing a lot of Derek Jones, a lot of Aaron Gordon. Haven't seen my boy Pat Connaughton mentioned once. Um, Aaron Gordon, Derek Jones, and Pat Connaughton. Right now people are giving Pat Connaughton two votes, and I highly disagree with that. I think for the three-point contest, you're going to see Duncan Robinson. Uh, um, maybe Buddy Heald makes a just splash appearance, or Devin Booker has a vengeance three-point shootout. <laughs> that could be a thing. Um, and then skills contest, I'm going all day long with Jason uh, Tatum. Mm. Jason Tatum, huh? That's interesting. Big guy. Really? Those, those are my locks. Really? My locks. Really? Oh, I see. Yeah. Dwight, I'm going Dwight Howard. So I I can't. I mean, I, when he pulled out Superman cape, what was I like 13 years old? Him and Nate Robinson. That was maybe one of the best dunk contests of all time. So Dwight Howard is my absolute lock to win. The dunk contest, I have no inside information, just throwing it back. So, Dwight Howard, maybe Pat Content, we'll see. Um, anything else? NBA, All Star break coming up this weekend, right? Wow. Ugh, we're getting close. Yeah. Trade deadlines came and gone. Not a lot of big splashes besides uh, D'Angelo Russell pairing up mm. with Cat. Um, Andrew Wiggins is like 24 still or 25, however old, how old he is. I think the Warriors will be a good fit. Um, Andre Iguodala out of out of uh, yeah out of purgatory now playing for the Miami Heat again veteran presence I like can that we talk room. about finessing the bag Andre Iguodala <laughs> absolutely <laughs> finessed the bag got to kick his feet up write his little book and literally said hey I want thirty mil and somebody was like yeah sure you know what thirty mil here you go um, early March Madness pick we're getting towards the end of college basketball season. March Madness Selection Sunday is in ooh, three to four weeks. So, AJ, uh, who's won the title? I hate saying it because Gonzaga plays nobody. Yes. Absolutely nobody in the Say country. It. Say it. I think Gonzaga. Yes, they are. Team. Yes, they do. They have it in if the back. Not, if not, it's Duke's year. No, nah, it's not Duke's year. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not in on that. Too many, Still too many young guys. They just don't have. I just 
nah. This is the team that was overrated last year. Everyone was just high on Zion and a bunch of freshmen that did absolutely nothing come tournament time for the most part. They played, they skated by, almost got beat a couple times. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw out, I'm gonna throw out Gonzaga, and then, oh man, this next part is brutal. Ugh. I'm gonna say Louisville. Ew. Yeah. I hate that pick. Yeah. There's not a pick I hate more in the world than that pick. That's a delicious pick. You know you want Louisville to win this now. Go Cardinals. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk more March Madness as it comes up. I'm actually watching Memphis versus Cincinnati right now. Somehow the American actually has a decent basketball conference. Can't quite figure that one out. Uh, but it's going to be an interesting tournament. We're going to see San Diego State as a one seed. Unless they lose, we're going to see Gonzaga as a one seed barring any weird losses. Um, it's kind of a... It's kind of an interesting year. You're not your traditional ACC powers, but the Big East and the Big Ten are going to dominate the tournament in terms of number of teams. And American will get four teams in. West Coast will get three or four teams in. Pac-12 is actually decent at basketball this year. Not quite sure what's going on there. Oh, it's picked one the Pac-12 basketball tournament, Colorado. That's Colorado. that's Colorado all day long. Um, also, if you are really hoping for a long shot, I know this sounds maybe a little biased on my part. UW can beat any single other team in the Pac-12 if they actually play well. They just decide not to play well ever. Um, but don't be surprised if somehow you look up and you see UW is in the finals of the Pac-12 basketball tournament and don't be completely shocked. So just kind of some thoughts. They have some absolute ballers. They just don't know how to play half the time. Um, anything else we're missing before we get to uh, my old co-host, Austin Rico? No, I think we kind of nailed the hammer on the head. NFL season's real quiet right now because it's combine prepping time. Uh-huh. want to give a quick shout-out to former Vandal Jake Luton for oh, yes. getting the combine invite. Would love to see him try to cook a 40 out there or maybe even run a shuttle. I want to see, well. see him put up some bench reps, but no one will ever do that since Brady Quinn ruined it for everyone. What a dick. Yeah, or maybe maybe he just does the bird and goes home. I mean, <laughs> do the bird, go home. I mean, he can dunk a basketball and kids like seven foot. Do a bird, go home. Another couple things I'd like to bring in just quick Vandal spotlight is you got Matt Linehan now down at San Diego State University. GA, um, yeah. GA, and then you got his father actually now going to be the passing game coordinator at LSU. And I think you will see LSU's passing game be better than it was last Ooh, year with Joe Burrow. If fire you look at the quarterbacks that Scott has produced, Scott produced some of the highest passer rating quarterbacks in his last 10 years than anyone else in the country. It's a fire take. I like that. That's a, that's a good one. Um, Joe Brady, Joe Burrow, who cares? We have Scott Linehan now, and probably I don't know who Miles Brennan is going to be the quarterback. Don't know. Complete guess. Um, also, um, stock of the week, um, stock of maybe the month, if not the year so far, Penn Gaming. I've been on this for two years. Uh, we now are Big Cat and, PMT, and PFT's boss, so... That's all I have to say. Buy Pen Gaming. It's going to keep going up. Any other thoughts on uh, any any stocks? I know you're quite the stock guy. Both of us trade techs all the time on what we're doing on the stock market. I had a good day today with uh, Roku. Um, mm. Roku in general. I mean, I have four of them in my house at the moment. I have two of them actually just sitting on the ground, but I have four <laughs> Roku TVs. So Roku in general went absolutely insane today. And then also, I'd be on the lookout for Tesla. 
Over the past couple months, I got in it early in Elon. We trust. Um, Once once it's labeled as more of a tech company instead of an auto company, I think it'll take off to the moon. Um, Elon might send somebody to the moon. Is how well I think it'll do. I think you are completely right. Um, Yeah, I'm still kicking myself for that one, Um, but it enabled me to buy more pen gaming, and I just love owning barstool. So that's all I have to say. Okay. Um, yeah, be on the lookout. We for more episodes. We're probably be dropping probably once a week, hopefully, barring our busy schedules. I stay really busy in Seattle. AJ stays pretty busy in Portland. He's jetting off to Dallas to go sell some stuff. I'm not quite sure exactly what it is, and I don't think anyone really knows what he does. But uh, yeah, he's a salesman. He's he's everywhere. Um, so here is here is old co-host, co-founder of Kicking It, Austin Rico. And we are back with the XFL career leader in net punting yards, Austin Rico. Welcome back to the pod, my former co-host, co-founder of the Kicking It podcast. You've been replaced. We've been uh, we've upgraded. Um, thoughts on your replacement? Thoughts on my replacement? You know, I like to think of it as a uh, you know I'm just taking a little vacation here, uh, but I'll be back. I'll be back. Oh, uh, but AJ, good good buddy of mine. You know, used to hold my balls for me. Was a ball holding on to the podcast for me. <laughs> <laughs> and and as you can tell, Rico clearly has birds in his background, so he's definitely living his life up. Especially now that he is verified on Twitter. Um, big time power move coming from a guy at the University of Idaho. Forget the punning; you will have that check mark the rest of your life. How does it feel? Well, you know, here's the funny thing: I was talking with one of my teammates, Carl Bradford, probably one of the funniest dudes on our team. And he just recently got his Twitter verification back. I was like, wait a minute, you lost yours? Apparently, if you change your at, they take it away. So uh, I'm definitely never changing my Twitter handle. You're stuck with at Rico5? At Rico5 for life. Hmm. Well, I mean. Absolutely. I mean, ride those coattails till they fall off. And. and exactly, right? Like, there's, I, can never, I can never change it. Can't, I can't risk that. And you also, what's what with Skittles? What's going on there? So we saw, saw you active on Twitter, um, getting some free Skittles. Are you getting into the sponsorship game? Is it, are you becoming a prominent uh, professional sports figure? <laughs> uh, you know, I'm trying to put the, the check mark to use. And, you know, they, they reach back out. So it's, it's a win-win. And uh, we'll, we'll see how things go. I'm not going to get too far ahead of myself here. Hmm. So are you the Marshawn of punting? I like to think so. Okay, well, and then I got a question. Going into this week's big game, Houston versus the St. Louis Battlehawks. I'm not really talking about in between the lines of scrimmage for the quarterbacks, the receivers, and the linemen. Will you outpunt Marquette King? I mean, the guy last week, all in all, just didn't punt as well as you. I mean, you're the career leader in the XFL <laughs> in net average, and Marquette King's out here in all this game thinking he can punt with a net average of 36 yards. Your your net average is 6.7 yards higher than Marquette King. How do you feel like this punting battle will go this week? Oh, man. First off, you guys are fools, but I love it. Uh, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. I think it's going to kind of depend on the weather, too. Uh, I think playing here in Houston, we, we deal with a nice little uh, swirling wind throughout the game, so that plays a factor. But ultimately, I think it... The biggest thing for me right now is I'm trying to put it up there. And like you said, I'm playing the net. I'm playing the team game here. And Marquette's got one hell of a leg. 
uh, and we'll just we'll just see. He also did take a big hit with one of his teammates, kind of being an idiot <laughs> and uh, knocking that ball into the end zone. If that doesn't happen, his net we we probably have similar nets. But uh, it should be fun. You know, I, I was able to punt off against him once. Ball don't lie. You know, he he yeah he kind of gave me the uh, he kind of gave me the congratulatory. Uh, I'm gonna get you next time we play. And so yeah, it should be fun. Should be fun. He's quite the character, and you know, all I care about is is winning that game and coming home with that winning bonus. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that extra two G's. We love it. We love it. That extra two G's. So. Uh, how was the atmosphere in uh, in Houston? I know you sent out a tweet after, um, but that atmosphere compared to anything you've played in before, um, you know, how was it? Oh, it was it was incredible. I mean, I've had the opportunity to play in a lot of different places, but I've never really had the the backing of a big, you know, hometown, you know, a home field advantage if if that makes sense. And they came out. They they announced our attendance at seventeen, and thought was already, you know talking about the marketing guys they said no 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 no, no. we were up at twenty two thousand. it looked and, bigger I mean, than 17 it felt like it it looked bigger than 17 yeah i don't know if how they got that number um but it looked bigger than 17 for, on on tv um kind of move, moving forward um you guys have one of the better showings of a team um week one a little slow to get going but then pj walker and that offense came alive and the defense shut it down the second half um you know you look at what's going to happen this season. I, I think you you guys in D.C. are probably the, came out the best week one. Is, is that what we should be expecting? Should we be expecting uh, Houston to become a front-runner in this league? I know we have nine more weeks of regular season football, but um, it's never too early to start talking to, you know, what it's going to look like at the end. Yeah, it's it's one of those. You definitely don't want to jump the gun, but as far as, I mean, our, our GMs put together one heck of a team. We got, you know, Coach Jones, who's, I, I gotta give him credit. He he's one of those guys that just gets the game. You know, I, I really appreciate his mentality going into it. And then, I mean, you look at some of these guys. You got PJ, who we put up thirty-seven, and this is the dude's first you know real playing time in three years. So he you know he had some nerves. He had to shake off a little bit of rust. And then defensively, man, our guys started flying around. You know, it's I I think we're only gonna get better as will the rest of the league. But shoot, what do you put up thirty-seven? The rest of the you know rest of the teams in this league are putting up under twenty week one, and so it's it's a hot start, and hopefully we can ride it into uh, into a championship here in Houston. Home home turf is in Houston, correct? So if you guys ride it all oh, the way yeah. to hotels, it's you guys all day long. I mean, new facilities, bunch of money dumped in. What are your thoughts on the facilities and field you're playing at? Well, they, you know, I think that would be the biggest difference between uh, the XFL here and the AAF that I got to play in. In the AAF, we, were, we weren't really wanted anywhere, uh, especially in Salt Lake. It was one of those we practice on you know, a high school field or we try and use the you know, a soccer academy's facilities. And just, it wasn't clean. As opposed to here, you know, University of Houston has been gracious enough to let us kind of do our thing. And they, they gave us our own area. And shoot, we've got, <laughs> we just put in brand new turf out here. Uh, you know, good old Vince McMahon phoning up, putting his money where his mouth is. And, you know, I think it's going to be a great, obviously a great home field advantage, but you know, I would love for us to, to be playing in that championship game here. I mean, what can't ask for a bigger advantage going into a championship game. Yeah. No, that'd be great seeing you guys, uh, host that championship game. I know I'll be excited. Uh, XFL, you know, we've talked about I'm going Seattle season tickets, so I'll get, actually get to watch you in Seattle last weekend of the regular season. Um, that'll be a fun one. Who are you, who are you rooting for then? Hey, big Dragons guy. Hey, you got to go with the Dragons. Um, 
you know. Oh, are you a fan of dragons? A massive dragons fan. <laughs> Especially our sea dragons. <laughs> oh, I, was I have, to, I have to make a quick in there. <laughs> I have to. I have to make a quick comment um, in regards to the XFL in the uniform. I mean, the AAF was very vanilla. I felt like it was like, yeah, all right, they're cool. I mean, you look at the XFL across the board, the uniforms and helmets, they're freaking awesome. And I think if the XFL keeps taking off and sustains the March Madness drought, so to say, I could see a, a, a company like Adidas or Under Armour being like, hey, I want a piece of that. Because, I mean, Nike clearly is dominating the NFL. If this is a way, kind of like how Adidas dominates the seven-on-seven high school circuit for them to get more hand in their pot, um, I could see it. Feeling good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How do you feel about the uniforms, Rico? Do you like them? Uh, the quality is much better. And honestly, I wasn't sure how I felt about them, just seeing them, you know, seeing the mock-ups. But they look pretty clean out on the field. Now, I, did, I personally loved our uniforms out in Salt Lake, too. Whereas the AAF was eh. But I, I'd have to agree with you. They, and they really went out and went for it. As far as some of the color schemes and, and like you've mentioned, the helmets. The helmets are great. And I know... They, they've at least done a good job. At least now we have a home and away. And the AAF, they literally gave us one jersey. <laughs> and you're just, you know, I think there was one week where they had to get separate jerseys because the colors clashed too much, where both <laughs> teams were like white and gray. Yeah, it looks, it looks good on TV. Um, I'll be interested to see, you know, I, I, people ask me, like, oh, how long is this league going to last? How long is it going to last? You know, I think Vince McMahon, um, your, your boss, basically, um, has committed a lot of his time and money to this project and knows that it's something that's going to take a couple years to develop, you know, barring any just unforeseen, just crazy thing. I think we're going to see this league around for at least a few years here. And I I think it's great. I think this is a need for guys to get out, get film. Adrian and I were talking earlier, um, Cardell Jones, there's no reason if he has a great year that he can't get back in the NFL next year. Um, 12 games. I love 12 gauge. He's undefeated as a starter. Never lost a game he started in. So take that as you will. Um, but I think this is a, I think this is great. Um, Rico, I know you consider yourself a basketball guy. Uh, real quick before we, before we get going here, um, NBA champion and NCAA champion, go. NCAA champion. I'm just going to go with the hometown Zags. Uh, I haven't watched enough, but I know they, they've, kind of become a force the last couple of years and uh do so i really think they're gonna win it i don't know but i gotta put my you know i gotta put my pick where my heart is and then as far as the nba championship it's a tough one uh i'm i'm gonna have to take the easy way out and you know kind of go with the lakers i know there's oh. been a lot said about the lakers and the clippers and obviously at the bucks but i think at the end of the day a they have the talent but i think they also have that driving force you know the whole nba is kind of gathered around um, the basketball community with passing Kobe Bryant. I think really it's, it's an opportunity for a storybook uh, kind of championship run for the Lakers. I mean, can you, can you imagine anything better than, you know, kind of a tribute after that? I mean, you, it's, just, it's just tough to get over. I mean, you see all these different tributes and all these coincidences with the number 24 and 8 and 2 and, Man, it would be cool to see them uh, see them bring it home for him and and kind of give that area, and especially the Lakers, because the Clippers are going to give them a heck of a run for their money. But I I don't know. I think there's something to be said for a motivated LeBron in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, I think it'll be interesting. I know we have a lot of time. 
uh, until that happens. Um, and health and everything is going to be a huge factor as well. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I know I've got the Clippers-Celtics game on right now, and they're getting ready to start. But it's hard to believe that the NBA is still going to be around for another like, three, four months. So, uh, but You know, thankfully we got XFL football because it's kind of a lull period right now with yeah. waiting for March Madness. Yeah, we get March, we get March Madness for a couple weeks, but then that go, goes away. I mean – Unless you're a baseball fan, even even then the NBA playoffs and NHL playoffs, no one really cares until the you know Stanley Cup Finals and the NBA Finals. Uh, for the most part, it's not as exciting to watch. It's not must see TV. So, yeah, um, I think the XFL is here to stay. Excited to see how you guys do week two. Uh, you guys play Sunday, correct? Sunday, five p.m. Central Time. 5 p.m. Central. You're in Houston. 3 p.m. Pacific. Are you guys on ESPN or Fox? FS1. Which one are you on? We'll be on FS1. FS1. FS1, I believe. FS1, 3 p.m. Pacific. Houston Roughnecks take on the St. Louis Battle Hawks, um, who are both Battle of Undefeateds. Um, but, you know, when you have the career leader in, uh, in punting, net punting on your team, you got to give the edge to the Houston Roughnecks. AJ, what's the line on this game? What are we looking at betting-wise, if you had to look at this? It was minus eight when I checked. And what I'm going to tell you is when you got the, the, the league's career leader in punting, they're not going to ever have the ball. I'm taking the, I'm taking the Roughnecks to cover, and I'm taking the under. Ooh. Um, Ooh. The reason I'm taking the under on this one is it's set at 49. But when you got the career net average leader in punts, you might as well have dropped that line into 43 because they'll all start with their ball inside their own 20, I'd say, at least five times. That's another hot take. If I could bet that line, I would find a way to <laughs> inside the 20 here, five times be on the lookout for it. You know, I'm, I'm not allowed to uh, – I, can, I can't say much on it, but all I'm going to say is Houston's not punting that many times. <laughs> so in not in this run and shoot offense. P.J. Walker, four wide, one four. 10 personnel, chuck the ball deep, and let's go to work. I love this offense. It's fun to watch. Houston Roughnecks, 3 p.m. Pacific, FS1. Rico, any closing thoughts before we let you go here? I know you're a busy man. You got practice. You got dinner. You probably need need to walk somewhere because you don't have a car. (laughs) Oh, can you hear the cars revving up as I'm getting closer to the road? Um, Yeah, uh, I think the, the bottom line from today is, Go watch, go support, you know, all my vandals, you know, come out and support us. And, uh, yeah, it is, it's going to be a good couple months in sports here. Follow me on Twitter at under, at Rico, under Rico five, R E H K O five, R E H K O W. He's verified. If you're not sure if it's me, yeah, look for the check mark. <laughs> wow. All right. Weird flex, but okay. Uh, What's the what's the Instagram verified on Instagram yet? We slack in there. Nope. Ooh, go follow me on Instagram. What's that? Oh, we got. Oh man, isn't that Rico Five? Rico Five. Oh yeah, but it's Rico spelled like R I C O. You're confusing every. You need to change that up there and get it. You need to have consistency. Do not know how to spell your last name. (laughs) You know, in my defense here, in my defense, I don't really use Instagram much. You know. Mm. Otherwise, I feel like I might be able to follow a check there. We'll see. You know, maybe, maybe I'll make a play at it. Ooh. All right. Look for that. Hey, watch him. Watch Houston Roughnecks. Watch the XFL. Uh, thanks for coming on. Uh, we'll have you back. Miss you, buddy. 
Oh, yeah, we'll definitely be back on soon. Miss you guys. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. money, money. Awesome talking to Austin. Um, great to hear from him, but now we move into the last segment of the show. AJ's best bets. AJ, what do you got? My best bets, I want to start it off by giving a quick shout-out to Jason Silva, um, former Vandal, former Western Michigan alum. Um, he is one of the best in the business when it comes to making picks. All in all, his record for MLB, which is just starting up, as you guys clearly know, he was 63-45-2 with a plus 46.67 unit rate. And also, NHL, he's hot, 27-18-1 with a plus 42.65 units. If you guys want to follow a guy for some free picks, just trail and see how he's doing before you go after it, I highly recommend at Jason Silva underscore, he's hot. For my weekend this weekend, it's All-Star Weekend. The favorite thing I'm sprinkling in, Pat Connaughton winning the slam dunk contest, as referenced earlier. Devin Booker winning the three-point contest. My world MVP for the World vs. Stars All-Star Game will be Luka. Um, I think all in all, this weekend is jam-packed with lines that could be absolutely hammered, whether it's XFL or NBA All-Star. I also absolutely love the over in any All-Star Game. I bet the Pro Bowl, the over was set way too low. I think, Boatman, you referenced earlier, the over is set at, what, 300 points? 300 even. 300 even. Absolutely hammer the over. All it takes is... (laughs) 152 to 154. I mean, all in all, the over is just going to hit in 90% of the things this weekend. And when in doubt, you just bet the over. So the XFL, I would take Houston minus eight to cover along with the under. Um, If Houston does get in a pickle for whatever reason, PJ doesn't play well or whatever, Austin Rico, career leader in net average. They're going to start with the ball inside their own 20. Um, Marquette King, technically one of the worst punters in the league based off net average. I'm taking that all day long. Um, what are your, if you were betting, if you ever were to bet, how do you feel on this XFL of over-unders? You know, I know they talk, now with the broadcast, they bring up the totals a lot more. Um, I think it was tricky. I think the books were in a weird spot. Week one, trying to figure out what to put the numbers at. That underwent three and one. They've adjusted them this week from what I've heard. Um, God, I really don't know. Um, I still think it, before you start looking at over-unders, I think it's something you need to see kind of how it plays out week two. But I do think offenses will only get better because they'll have played together that one more week, have that chemistry, they'll have a game. Live bullets have been flying, so now they know what to come. Um, I know you shouted out Jason Silva earlier, um, good friend of mine. Actually, was a roommate for a short time. Lived on my couch for three months. But, yeah, again, we'll find him on Twitter, J-A-S-O-N-S-Y. L-V-A underscore gofundcappersplace.com. Um, you'll hear him. Um, he does sell. He does have handicapping services, but he does give out free picks as well. Guys, absolute. That's all he does. That's what he spends his time with. Um, so go t- go find Jason. Go find Capper's Place. Um, give him some love. But, man, this XFL slate. Uh, I'm just – I mean, regardless, I think the Dragons are dogs, but I'm, I, mean, I'm, I think the Dragons are going to win this weekend outright no matter what. I just don't like Tampa. I think Tampa Bay's favored. I don't get it. They're coming on the road. They didn't play well at all. Aaron Murray is terrible. Um, so, yeah, if I had to make a best bet, I mean, but I'm not even betting on it, I, I would just say Dragon's money line. Just I think they're just going to win. That's just because I'm probably a little biased because 
that's my, that's my hometown team. That's my season tickets right there. So we'll see what happens. Um, all in all, sports betting wise, very slow weekend. Uh, excited for the All Star break to be over. Big NBA guy. I like following him. Um, but all in all, I think once this All Star break happens, I think you're going to see the Blazers make a late run at Damian Lillard Tuffy to be the eight or seven seed. And if that happens, I would be scared if I'm LeBron James or Kawhi Leonard because Damian Lillard, when he gets hot, is the absolute MVP of this league. Um, dude went on a tear in January. Got screwed because of LeBron bias. No hate to LeBron. Man's is phenomenal. But Damian Lillard, what he did for a seven-game span alone was some of the most incredible artwork I've ever seen with a basketball. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to see. All right. Best bets. We'll see how they'll fare after the weekend. Um, thanks for kicking it. Welcome back to Kicking It Volume 2. I'm Alex. He's Dr. Wooden. See you next week. Here we go.